0: This is the Journey Happy Podcast for people who want to take control of their health, wealth and happiness. I'm Tony Pound, I'm an independent financial advisor, a health and lifestyle coach and I'll be sharing with you insights, strategies and stories that will help you plan better, worry less and live more. Evening everyone, hope you're well This is Tony Pound and I'm the host of the Journey Happy Podcast. Hopefully you're all feeling very uh, optimistic, maybe uh, more positive about things going forward. Based on the announcement from Boris Johnson yesterday about things like uh, kids' schools opening from the 8th of March, that's always good news. And then obviously we've been given an indication of when other things are going to open up. And then hopefully with all the um, lockdown measures completely gone by the 21st of June. Sunshine was out today. So um, I don't know about you, but it just it just feels a lot more positive, a lot more manageable. Uh, I think this bit that I've been struggling with for this lockdown is just the not knowing when things is going to start to change. So now we know um, it just feels a lot more manageable. So... This evening, what I thought I would do is um, a report came out from the Office of National Statistics, which is indicating that despite the terrible things that have happened over the last year, uh, the lockdown has kind of created a nation of savers. So what they're saying is that the uh, the percentage of disposable income saved rose from 9.6% to 29.1%, sorry, 29.1%. So that's more than double the previous record of 14.4%, which was set in 1993. Now, obviously, um, some of the reasons for that is the fact that large swathes of the economy uh, was shut down, so there's been a lack of spending. Obviously, we've all been working from home for a big chunk of the time, so we've saved a lot of money on our uh, commuting costs. So... um, So it's kind of indicated that people uh, that are fortunate enough to to have been able to save have just built their savings up um, from their disposable income. Um, So obviously that's not true of everybody. There are a lot of people that um, have lost jobs. Um, Obviously their income has shrunk. So that's not gonna be true of everybody. but we've said once before that we might all be in the same storm, but we're all in different boats. So Andrew Hagar, the founder of personal finance site Moneycoms, said the fear of unemployment following the recession caused by the coronavirus has driven households to save more. So that's another reason that people are saving. And we've got some more stats here. So the households saved 54.6 billion in 3 months between April and June compared to an average of 5.1 billion a month before coronavirus and so this is all stashed away another 14.5 billion into treasury backed national savings and investments over the same period households also cleared 7 billion from their credit cards and paid off another 4.8 billion worth of other loans To the Bank of England. So, what this kind of indicates is that people have been able to save more money, um, but what they're not actually getting for that money is a lot in return. So, we know that um, interest rates are just really low. Um, The industry data provided to uh, this is money website by the Paragon Bank which includes the britain's biggest banks as well as other major saving providers like ford money marcus bank and yorkshire building society found at the end of june 4 pound in every 10 pound saved or 216 billion in total was earning interest of 0.1% or less so savings of rates have fallen to historical low levels over the course of lockdown Following the decision, the Bank of England cut its base rate to a record low of 0.1% in mid-March. So it's just, you know, it's just indicating again that if you have been fortunate to save money during this period, if it's sat in bank accounts, then the interest that you're getting for it is really low, um, next to nothing. In fact, so we know that over a longer period of time then inflation will erode. That money its true buying power. So it then starts to look at, well, what if it's just sat in a bank account, what things can you consider to do with that money where it may well get you, um, a, better, you know, a better return maybe, um, but more importantly, using it in a, a wiser manner. So, The first thing that I always recommend is that you look at repaying any expensive debt. Things like credit cards and loans. I see it time and time again where people have money in a bank account, in a savings account, where it's getting next to nothing. But they also have a balance on their credit card that they're not clearing off on a monthly basis or a loan that they've got that they're paying from their disposable income and in quite a lot of these occasions I see it's actually all with the same provider so essentially what it means is because interest rates are so low and chances are the interest rates on credit cards are a huge amount higher and also loans you're essentially paying your bank to borrow your own money So I do understand it's a real painful thing to do to take money out of a savings account and repay your credit card. But in terms of real returns you're going to be saving yourself a huge amount of interest by doing that and quite often it's going to free up the money that you're currently using to service those debts. You could then accelerate your savings and actually replenish that savings account. So that's the first thing I'd look to do, just to look at repaying any expensive debt. The second thing I'd look to do really is then to check on your emergency fund and maybe look to replenish that. So a lot of people would have dipped into their emergency fund during this period of time and um, whittled that down. So if you've then been able to save, then what you can do is you can look at that and obviously top that back up. And one of the things I always recommend is that you hold an emergency fund that's equivalent to three to six months worth of essential outgoings. So hold that in a separate bank account, something that's a little bit harder to get hold of, so not your current account. And it's not really relevant about the interest rate that you get on that because it's really just there for emergencies, somewhere you can dip into. And I'll say it again, credit cards are not emergency funds. The next one can be quite um not necessarily controversial but people have different opinions on it. But you could consider overpaying on your mortgage. So depending on what your attitude to risk is, while interest rates are low on mortgages, then some people prefer to invest the money longer term because they'll look into get a better return than maybe the interest that they'll be saving by paying down the mortgage. And that's a personal Personal decision based on your attitude to risk, <clears throat> but one of the things you can consider is contacting your mortgage provider and seeing if you can make a lump sum reduction. Most mortgage providers will allow you to pay um, an additional ten percent if you're on a fixed rate. Um, some of the other considerations are if you um, you could consider making additional payments into your pensions. So, firstly, if you've got a company pension, then hopefully your Paying the maximum into it, but if you're not, then you could consider making additional contributions that your employer will match. Uh, you can still add into it if they if they're up to the maximum, they won't match uh, match any additional contributions. So you could still in- add into your pension. And if you're self-employed, then um, you can pay into a personal pension. Now, if you're if you're paying out of your income, so after you've been taxed on it, any payments that you make into a pension you'll get some additional tax relief so for example if you pay £80 into a pension then that very same day it will turn into £100 because of the additional tax relief you got. If you're a higher rate taxpayer then you can get even more tax relief when you complete your self-assessment. Now in terms of investing you could also consider investing for the medium to long term And maybe using investment ISAs. Now again this will depend on your attitude to risk and capacity to loss. Um, But you can invest up to £20,000 each tax year into an ISA. There are various types of ISAs depending on what your goals are. But simply if you have a cash ISA then as it sounds that money is held in, in cash within the bank account. And you just get an interest rate on that. As we say interest rates are pretty low at the moment. Um, if you invest the money in an ISA then essentially you can invest in all the great companies of the world um, now because you're investing it will fluctuate depending on where you're invested so um, you need to be comfortable with those fluctuations and then certainly if you're going to look at that I would certainly uh, say you should uh, take some advice on that another thing you can do is um, review your human insurance so it could be that over this period, COVID's made you consider what would happen if you're unable to work because of long-term sickness, or yeah, your health really deteriorates, um, or even considering what would happen to your financial dependents if anything you know, serious was to happen to you in the event, like a critical illness or um, or death. So, human insurance is essentially your life covers your income protections. Um, because it's, it's protecting the people that are important to you can offer some peace of mind and also build some financial resilience so it's part of that financial well-being making sure that you um, you can cope with any uh, uh, financial problems really in terms of um, these ca- catastrophic events so there are just a few ways that you could look to use some of those savings that you've built up But really, with lockdown starting to ease, maybe you should consider how you can continue the habit of saving into the new world when it all starts to ease off. So some of the things I'd recommend you did is just review your existing spending plans. So the savings that you're making, um, the cutbacks that you've had to make, could you keep some of that going? So it could be that um, when things... Open up a little bit more. Maybe you're not commuting to work on a daily basis. A lot of places now are offering a lot more flexibility in terms of working hours um, and where, the location you work from. So maybe that saving could be something you can continue to save. Maybe you can look to shop less even when the high street reopens. Um, one of the key things that you can do is pay yourself first. And essentially what that means is just as soon as you get paid, move money into your savings accounts. Lots of people will pay all their bills, um, all their financial commitments over a course of a month and then they say to themselves, well I'll save whatever's left. Um, And unfortunately there is often isn't anything left because people will just continue to spend it until it's gone. Whereas if you get those payments taken out of your bank account as soon as you're paid, into the savings accounts, into your pensions, into your investments, then you'll cut your cloth accordingly. So you'll get used to those payments going out and you won't even notice them. And then again, review your goals. So what's important now? COVID has made us look at what is important, what's not important, what we thought was important pre-lockdown. Maybe is no longer important to us. So it could be that you redirect those savings, the money that you used to spend on things, you could redirect now into your savings for the future, for the things that are important to you. And just being aware of where your money's going um, and giving, giving every pound a job to do. So those are just a couple of things that you could consider. And I hope that's useful. And I hope you continue to have a positive and optimistic view of the changes ahead and as we go into spring and in the summer. So thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future podcast episodes. I try to release them on a Wednesday and then occasional bite-sized ones on a Friday. Um, You can also check out my website which is journeyhappy.com FP.com, and please feel free to contact me if you've got any areas that you'd like to like for me to cover in a future podcast episode. So, look after yourself, take care, and I'll speak to you soon.